Uh, well, we're grateful for David to spend some time with us this morning um, and that we can learn a little bit about what's going on at Christian Student Fellowship. Uh, they are um, one of our mission partners that we've had for a long, long time, and we're grateful for that. It's great to um, have their presence on the campuses in town, um, trying to share the love of Jesus with uh, a group that um, you know, a lot of us don't have access to unless you get a student in your house sometimes. Um, turns out Loami is not the hot spot for college student activity. That's not where they go in their off hours, um, surprisingly. Um, so um, why don't you go ahead and for anybody who's not familiar with CSF, David, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Oh, sorry, I meant to grab you that. That's on me, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, David Lasley, Christian Student Fellowship. We're a campus ministry. Our, uh, we serve students at UIS and Lincoln Land Community College. Um, our mission is helping students find their way back to God. We believe that um, there's no more strategic place to be on mission than on the college campus um, because it's where the future doctors, lawyers, teachers, politicians, um, you name it, they're, they're all going to be at the university most likely. And so we want to be there um, to reach them and help them think about what does it look like for them to take their career field, whatever it is, whatever they're training in, and then think about how does that, how do we take that and surrender that to Christ and live a life on mission for Jesus. And so um, practically what that looks like is um, we want to be on campus to reach students. And so um, we have five staff um, who serve in, in different ways, um, primarily we want to see students be disciples who make disciples on campus and for the rest of their lives. And so our staff disciples students in one-on-one, two-on-one relationships. Um, we drink a lot of coffee <laughs> um, and just spending time getting to know them, studying the Bible together. Um, and so that's really primary. And then we challenge students to do the same, to be discipling their peers. Um, we also, we do lots of other things as, as ways to connect with students and help them just experience community life um, as followers of Jesus on campus. We do a weekly worship service on Monday nights um, at 8 p.m., which every year um, feels later and later to me as I get older. Um, it used to be at like 9 or 9, did we have like 9.30 at one point? I don't know. Ew. Uh, so, Ew. Yeah, so uh, I don't think college students even like that anymore, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do a weekly worship service. We do small group Bible studies throughout the week. They're student-led. Um, Lindsay, my wife, actually heads up our small group leaders and trains them um, for leading small groups. Um, we do service projects, mission trips, um, outreach events on campus. Um, yeah, so we just we try to have a presence on campus and to be a blessing in such a way that students can um, encounter Jesus um, through the time that they have. That's really huge that you don't just disciple them, but you, like, encourage them to take that on, to pass that on. Yeah. I think probably their faith probably grows just as much in taking that ownership as in when you guys are spending time with them. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so you do a lot of stuff to kind of bring them along on the journey. Um, you guys took a mission trip, I think, this year, right? You do that pretty regularly, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I COVID uh, disrupted that quite right. a bit. But, yes, we, we typically try to do um, – a trip that is stateside somewhere in the United States, and, uh, and then we try to do an international trip as well. And the reason for that is we feel like it's really Im important that um, our students have a global perspective, that they understand that Jesus' mission is, is local, and it's also to the ends of the earth, you know. And so 
Um, we think it's really important in college where they probably have more time than they ever will um, to be able to do that, to spend you know, a week of their summer. So we went to the Dominican Republic um, and we worked with a ministry called Go Ministries and it was fantastic. It was so great. We had um, three, four students go and then um, some partners and our staff went. It was kind of an exploratory trip for us. It was our first time going with this organization and uh, for us, what we hope happens is that our students, when they're there, can think really specifically about, okay, I am a teacher. How can I be thinking about Jesus' mission around the globe and be a teacher? What does that look like? Or, um, you know, uh, I'm a computer programmer. What, how, how can I leverage those skills for the kingdom of God, not just, not just here, but also around the world? So a story that was really encouraging kind of in that vein. Um, one of our students that went actually was a computer programmer and we were talking on the last day, he and I have um, been in a discipleship relationship for a while, he's a really fun dude. And he was saying, you know, I, I, I'm, I like computers, I'm a computer programmer, I'm training in this. He's like, I never thought that God could use this for his mission. I never thought about it until this trip and we were talking with the organization leader. She was like, yeah, you know, there was a computer programmer that came and rebuilt a database for us um, and volunteered their time to do that. And that was huge for us to be able to function well. And so the student, Jonathan, is now thinking, because he took this trip, he's now thinking about, okay, as a computer programmer, I can follow Jesus, even in this career field, and um, be faithful in that. So I'm so excited for that. Like, those are the wins for us on these trips. So it was a, it was a great time. It was a home run of a trip. Um, for us so which is cool especially like coding like yeah it's so I mean it's it's just a weird thing like to try to connect that's a couple steps removed from right connecting something but I mean yeah there's a whole world of things they could do with that yes once and their brain is open to that avenue and really I mean missions organizations just like every organization like are looking for these people you know and so mm -hmm. it's just a good example of I think just got it work in that way so a question just popped up. Okay, you talked about global perspective. I know you guys will talk a little bit about international students and stuff in a minute. Um, how many, like historically, like do international students want to go on mission trips as well, or is it mostly the American students? We okay. So we have a great and growing international student population in our community. We yes, they do want to go. Unfortunately, there are some visa issues with it that we've run into, and they haven't been able to yet. And so. We would love to fix that problem, um, but I don't know if there's a way to do it. That was, that's just, we ran into it the last um, couple of times that we've tried to take a trip oh, with man, them. I didn't so. even think about that. Yeah, it's really interesting, so, and confusing. Yeah, <laughs> when they already probably have a visa to here to try to go from here to there, that's, oh man, yeah. You, you could also make... You mean you didn't get trained on how to fix these problems? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they right. do. It's nice. They, they do go on our stateside trip, and so that's great. We work with a, um, a medical missions organization where um, basically we pack medical supplies, and they help connect the dots for our students of like, hey, this is going to Ghana. This is going to Indonesia, you know, the Philippines. Um, you know, God is at work around the world. It's a really great intro for them. So it's good. Our international students can do that. We also kind of feel like our international students already have a global perspective <laughs> by nature of, you know, coming from another country. So right. that helps. Too, They've so. already had the culture shock. Yeah. I think it's so weird, though, talking to people who've come here because it's like, oh, you get culture shocked coming here. They're like, yeah, you guys have so much 
coming you know, all the time, like so many informations and so much information and lights and just all kinds of busyness. And that's a, a real big culture shock. Okay, so for those international students that come here and want to study, you do a lot for them as well. So what does that look like? Yeah, um, so we've been really thankful. Actually, it was right around uh, the time of COVID starting, uh, right around 2020, we, before that happened, we were hiring on um, an international minister, Renee. And we're so thankful for that timing. Renee has um, really stepped in and helped develop something that's fully formed and strategic for blessing international students, helping them hear the gospel, and also be able to um, disciple their peers as well. And so kind of a foundational thing for that at the start of the year is we do a furniture drive. And it's a very simple thing, but if you think about it, um, international students come to uh, come to the States, you know, on an airplane with, you know, the bags that they can take, they, they can't pack luggage, you know, and so they move into these apartments, a lot of them aren't, don't have any furniture in them, and so, like, furniture is a real need for them at the start of the year, and so we, we collect donations for furniture, we're actually collecting donations even now, um, if you want more information, um, we have cards out um, on the table out there, and you can grab one um, to get more information about that, but uh, it is a, is fascinating um, how in our in our city like this is such a real thing like we're talking we had 110 international students at the event this last year and we're expecting more than that this year um, it's grown it was 50 the first year and I remember moving in a mattress into someone's apartment and uh, this is not uncommon um, it was the first piece of furniture in their apartment they've been living there for almost a month and I, I'm not exaggerating like the first not even like a table um, nothing. It was just carpet, and that was it. And which makes sense if you don't have a car, you don't have transportation, you don't have a lot of money. Like, how would you get furniture? Uh, and so, you know, you're taking the bus everywhere. And so, we feel like it's a great opportunity for us to be a blessing right at the start of the year. Help them know that they are loved, that there are people around them that care about them, that God loves them. And uh, we have found through that that it's led to a lot of great relationships and connections. Um, I mean, we have developed friendships with students that have since been in our home all year, uh, and it's led to faith conversations and just getting to know about each other's families and culture, um, and so, yeah, it's been really cool and a helpful thing for our ministry, so. And it's got to be such a relief for them, and like, yeah. coming over and being so isolated yeah. in some respects, and also, I mean, not that, I mean, an empty apartment just adds to the loneliness feeling, I would imagine. Yep. Like you're in this, I mean, what a relief to know, like, I have a place to go, someone I can call if something happens. I mean, they got a face and a name. Oh, man, that's yes. got to just, like, it's not just you're providing a, a bed, something of that comfort. You're providing probably like a sense of relief yeah. for them as well, an emotional comfort. Yeah, yeah, the goal is that through this event we're building relationships, you know, the furniture is something tangible but yeah it's very much more about like how can we continue this connection and so yeah. so what are kind of some of the most needed items you think um Lindsay might be able to help chime in on this uh, desks is what they want desks and chairs yeah. place to do their work because they're probably more serious about their work than American students are I would almost guess they are pretty serious about yeah, it. yeah I would guess they're probably <laughs> way more serious about it than hmm. okay Okay, desks and chairs. If anybody has any desk chairs or desks or chairs or desk chairs, they would love to have that. And we've had a few people help out with that. And you guys even have a, 
a day to come even pick it up, right? They have to deliver yes. it. Yeah, so there's one more pickup day. Uh, I think I think it's August 19th is the, the next uh, pickup day. So, um, yeah, there's a QR code on the card out at the table. It'll give you information about all the different pieces of furniture that we collect. And you can um, schedule to, like, drop off furniture um, prior to August 19th as well. Um, yeah, all of it's super helpful. Of course, we're not just looking for any pieces of furniture. You know, we're looking for stuff that will actually be a blessing to students. So, you know, don't offload um, grandma's broken, um, you know, chest of drawers or something. But, like, if it's something useful um, that you're not Yeah, if you've got an office chair missing a few wheels, then that <laughs> might not be the best yeah. way to say I love you. Welcome to the States. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Um, and I, last year... Um, I actually met Sam with Samuel to drop some stuff off, and we learned that he can squeeze a full, huge size desk chair in his back seat if he pushes hard enough. So that was good for him. And it was funny because we got there at the, at the warehouse, you guys. Is it the same warehouse? Yeah. So they have a warehouse, and we get there, and he's like, well, I forgot my keys, so I guess I'm going to have to try to fit this in the back of my car. And so we do all the maneuvering to get that chair in the back of his car. He just shuts the door, and the owner of the warehouse pulls in like 10 seconds later, and he's like, he's like, hey, can I get the keys? After we, like, we're both sweating, you know, after f wrestling that thing in, and it's like, well, good, at least he's here, so we don't have to drive around with the chair in his car anymore. That was good for him. Um, and then you have some stuff actually coming up that's pretty important this coming week. Yes. Yeah, we're really excited about um, launch day. This is our annual online fundraiser uh, helps launch CSF into the new semester. We, we go pretty hard at the start of the school year to try to impact students. They say that in the first seven to 10 days, a college student will find the friends that they'll have for the rest of their college experience. Uh, and so we want to do everything we can to make sure that they know that there's a community available to them on campus. And so we have lots of events that happen um, when freshmen arrive all the way through those first kind of 10, 14 days. Um, we do Jello Olympics, which we say it's basically a big Jello fight. Like there are games for Jello, but like the goal we say is that if you can throw Jello at someone, you can be their friend. And so um, we spend you know time just with students out there. Yes, yeah, here's some pictures of some of the games we play. Everyone gets really messy by the end of it. Um, uh, stuff like Jello Olympics. We do Ultimate Nacho Night. Um, you know we're out at the Involvement Expo. All these things are just intended to really help students know that there's a, a community for them. And so Launch Day is a fundraiser that helps fund supplies for those things and, and really just helps CSF's general budget at the start of the year to get off to a good start. Um, so even pushing us into things like our retreat, um, we have a fall retreat that's really strategic for us after students have been on campus for a little while, they have a place to be able to go and recharge uh, and be in community and reconnect with God after the craziness of the start of the school year. So it's really important for us. Um, if you don't follow CSF online, you can find us um, Facebook or Instagram. We'll be posting stuff even leading up to it. Um, we like to think that, um, you know, that it's a great space that we can spread a lot of joy on the internet. There's sometimes a lot of things that are not great <laughs> about the internet, and one of the things that we hope is that this specific day is a space where we can just glorify God all day long, um, tell stories of how he's been at work, um, feature students, all these things, and give all of us a chance to be able to be a part of his mission. Um, so check it out if you're on Facebook that day. Um, you can see what's going on there. So This is just a question I had looking at the pictures. Why does everyone only have red stained hands? Do the other colors just not stain as bad? 
I feel like... Uh, I mean, I know, like, yeah. I feel like that some of those pictures were probably pretty clean in comparison to what actually goes on. Uh, so usually by the end, like, I am I'm very colorful, and it's on my face and in my beard. Um, students really enjoy putting it in places where it's just going to stick um, really uh, a lot, so, which is, it's fun. Like, it's a great time. Does it stay for a few days then? Uh, no, if you, like, if you get in the shower, like, right when you get home, we've been doing this for 15, I mean, even longer than that, years now, um, as long as you wash up quickly, it usually all comes out. There's usually a little bit of residual that you're like, oh, this piece is, like, still sticking here, but <laughs> mostly it's, it's good, so. But I have short hair, so. We helps. did a paint fight. At oh, yeah. for youth group, and this year wasn't as bad because somebody got me with orange. But last year it was blue. The orange can kind of uh, blend in, and you look like you got a bad spray tan. But the blue was very noticeable. And so, like, I was using like exfoliating face scrub and like trying to get my head, and it finally came off. But it was not easy. So yeah. I didn't know if Jello was any better. It's a little, it's a little better. Okay, yeah. good to know. There's a lot of it. That, I mean, we make over 100 boxes of Jello for this event. Like, there is a ton of it how out many, there. So. How many refrigerators are you using for that? We have to, we, we have a one of our um, partners has a, like a industrial like size like kitchen mm -hmm. and like just a massive refrigerator. So we just put it in big cookie sheet pans and like just stack it in, in rows. Right. So, yeah. That's one thing I, I've always loved about ministry is that, like, nobody could prepare you to solve that problem. Like, how do we make 100 boxes of Jello? Yes. Like, that's just one of those things you just kind of got to learn and plan and figure it out. Yes. It's more fun to figure out than the visa situation, yes. probably. A lot of hot water is what we've learned. Mm, so. There you go. Okay, good to know. Um, and then, like I said, of course, I mentioned earlier, of course, of the sadness of all the students here, school's starting pretty soon. So you do your launch week, and then you have some... Um, things you do, like you said, right at the beginning, um, because that's when the relationships are formed for a lot of college students. That was true for me. I met the three guys that I spent most of my college time with at the uh, transfer student orientation, like yes. breakfast or whatever it was, and we were friends the rest of the time. So what kind of stuff do you do in that first week? Yeah, it's it's really true. Like, uh, we, <laughs> you will see students walking around campus just, like, wide-eyed, you know, and, and really... They will just latch on to like, who is the first person that's semi-welcoming, you know, that I can hold a conversation with. And so, um, yeah, you know, like I said, like Joe Olympics, uh, another event that we found to be really helpful is, which uh, really just like being out on campus and playing games. Um, so uh, like this fall, we'll be playing volleyball out, um, out there. And uh, just, we, we wanna make sure that there are spaces where students that um, don't know Jesus and maybe aren't even quite interested in faith things yet still have a space where they um, can build like trusting relationships with Christians um, we feel like um, you know whether or not like we actually see them show up to a Bible study or something it's still a huge win um, you know for these students that don't come from a faith background to be able to um, just have fun with people that know Jesus and like see that they're real people and and so then what happens is because they probably have an impression that christians are yeah I'm, lunatics it's true. a lot of them and i think in our culture this is true like more and more christians are looked at as weird and um and even i think sometimes like depending on their worldview like frankly just offensive you know christ's claims are offensive to them and so 
it takes a lot of work to build up trust and to help them know that like we're genuinely for them, we care about them. Um, yes, we, we hold beliefs as Christians, but we don't need to beat them over the head with it the first time we meet them, you know? And so um, these spaces help us with that. Like this last semester, and we'll continue to do this, like we play games outside, we'll play board games in the union. And these again, are just non-threatening spaces where we can help students know that we genuinely care about them, want to spend time with them. And then from that, you know, our student leaders will, you know, take them out for coffee or hang out with them and have conversations in their dorm rooms. Uh, and it's really cool how God works in those things. Um, you know, as our student leaders are praying uh, and thinking about those things, how God, like, will naturally, supernaturally, you know, um, raise up these opportunities for them to talk about Jesus, talk about their own stories. And, um, yeah, it's, we love seeing God at work through that. So Welcome Week is big for starting those relationships, uh, making those connections. How many student leaders do you have? We have 13 this year. Um, that was a huge answer to prayer. Just the Lord at work, we've seen God continue to bring new students. And it's a fun mix. We have uh, three or four international students on our student leadership team. Um, it's comprised of students that lead both our small groups as well as our areas of ministry. So um, whether it's, um, why am I blanking on this? Uh, what are some of our areas of ministry? Yeah, like service, um, uh, international ministry, men's and women's ministry. And so these students are taking meaningful ownership of um, the mission on campus. And our hope from that is, you know, hopefully they're being effective while they're on campus, but then too, when they, you know, are graduating, they can go into wherever they land, you know, in the local church and continue to use those gifts and skills that they've developed um, to be a blessing in their community, wherever that is. So That's really great that that's, again, that they're owning that and taking that with them. Um, this is a question I just thought when you're talking about them finding it offensive. Have you, over the years that you've been doing this, have you noticed any change in like the average college student's like receptivity to what you guys are bringing? Um, yeah, so uh, just finished 15 years. Lindsay's 16 years. We were students before that. I think it's changed. I think this generation is curious about faith. And, and so, like, I think there's maybe more hesitancy than what there used to be. Um, but I do think that if they encounter, like, a genuine, loving, like, kind Christian, you know, um, it, can, it can kind of change their perspective pretty quickly. I think probably 10 years ago, um, there were more students who maybe came to campus with like some sort of like faith background, um, that has changed. Um, it is far less likely for us to have students that uh, have opened up a Bible, um, even if they've maybe gone to church once or twice a year. Um, and so that is different where we're, we're having to have conversations about um, basic tenets of faith. Um, so, so like a good example is uh, a student if I say if I start talking about Timothy in the Bible, um, students are much more likely to say, "Who's Timothy? I don't know who that is." And so, you know, we, we have to have that conversation. You know, um, so yeah. But I think they're curious still. I guess to different. do one of those in Bible college. They were talking about Daniel in the lion's den and said, "Everybody knows that." And I didn't become a Christian until I was in high school, and I was mm -hmm. like, "I have no idea who Daniel is." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, okay. Let's rewind a little bit. We yes. got it's just a different mm -hmm. mindset. You can't skim over." 
a lot of the details and names and stuff. Yep, absolutely. Well, cool. Okay, I, I just was curious on myself, like how that, I just knew it had to have changed somewhat, but yeah. it's interesting that they're, again, more curious. But like you said, even if you don't overtly, sh directly share the gospel, just them having a perspective shift on what Christians are like is, yeah. is a win. Yep. Even if that's just that first kind of conversation or that first meeting, throwing jello at people and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it takes longer. That that yeah. has changed. It takes a lot longer to build trust, I would say. And so, but I mean, I think relationships are. Jesus is all. You know, we see in Scripture, Jesus is about relationships, and so, and that's true for all, for all of us as followers of Jesus. Is you know, we want to build relationships with people um, because we actually care about them, because our Savior cares about them as well. And so, it's okay if it takes longer because um, they're worth it. They're people. <laughs> exactly. So, Amen we're to loved that. By God. So. Well, how else then can we be supporting for you guys, or supporting you guys, and praying for you guys as you kind of launch into your into your, your into your year? Yeah, I mean, I will say this first. Uh, I'm I'm always really grateful for this community. Um, I'm so thankful for the how mission minded um, your community is, uh, and the amount of contact and connection we're able to have. I know that you are praying and. Um, it means a lot to us. Just even that, I, just knowing um, how, how much you care about college students and the way you express that time and time again for us. Um, and so you are already doing <laughs> a lot of the things, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I think as far as prayer right now, um, you can pray for our students who uh, are returning you know, to UIS and Lincoln Lynn, have some connection to CSF, whether they're a leader or, or just a core student. Um, summer can you know, depending on where they go, uh, can be really great or it can be really hard. Um, and, you know, depending on what sort of community they have. And so just praying for students to be able to come to campus with, um, you know, God ministering to them and preparing them to be able to um, be on mission when they um, return. Um, we'll be having a leaders retreat um, the week before students return. So if you could be praying for that in particular, um, you know, we be, we'll be spending a lot of time just praying together with students and, and talking about, okay, what does it look like to really um, be intentional with, you know, these first couple weeks of students um, being on campus. So that would be a big thing, I would say. Um, and I, I guess, too, you can pray for our staff as, uh, you know, school starts, our kids' school will be starting. It all kind of, like, happens at the same time. And so August is, August is uh, kind of crazy, um, but it's a good crazy, but it is still crazy, so can pray for sanity i guess for that <laughs> and college ministry is not nine to five no no it's flipped and so yeah you got to kind of figure out how to get my kids from school and yes. be here for these things and later tonight and all that um so, and what day of this week is it that your, is your launch day thursday thursday yes. okay we'll try to share some of their stuff on our social media so you guys can find it easier if you want to thanks um yeah. that way we can follow because you do it it starts in the morning and you guys just do the whole day all of day stuff. yes yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun it's amazing how quick the day goes but yeah we we're sharing stuff uh basically almost every hour like throughout the day so so you can kind of jump in and watch some of the videos and see what they're doing if you can't catch it all because a lot of you work i understand that yeah. so yeah. yeah but you can jump in and see what's going on and hear some stories it's really good i followed last year it was good so well let's go ahead and pray for you a little bit before we uh, wrap up and then um, we'll do some more worshiping and, and make our way home. Uh, Father, we are so grateful for the time we get here today um, to 
strengthen our partnership with uh, Christian Student Fellowship. We thank you uh, for David and everyone who's working there and all the students who are putting forth effort being student leaders. Uh, we're grateful for um, all the kids that are coming back to campus, all the students that are coming back to campus um, who are going to be able to engage with CSF and be impacted by their ministry. Um, I pray that you would um, make them more curious, make them more open. Um, many of them have only uh, heard you know, caricature versions of what Christians are. They don't even know the story behind what we believe. And that they might be able to encounter some people who are kind and loving and, and helpful for them as they're trying to find their way around campus and find people to latch on to. I pray that that would just change their perspective and open their hearts to um, the gospel so that we can share more people, uh, share Jesus with more and more people. Um, and again, as David said, that, that extra work that it might take is worth it because they are people that you love, Father. And I just pray that we would um, never forget that each one of those students, uh, every number on a, an attendance sheet is a soul that you love, a child of yours that you are reaching and inviting back to you. And so I just pray that we would take that um, call to minister seriously, whether it's in a church building or on a college campus. And we just thank you again for those who are doing that work, and we pray that you would bless them with endurance and energy and the ability to balance the craziness of varying and competing schedules. And um, we pray that the launch day would go well and they would receive all the funds that they need for, for the ministry for their year so they can uh, relax on that area and focus on what matters, which is helping students find and know you. Uh, again, thank you for their partnership and their ministry. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.